Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is a crowd podcast. Reddit, in one sentence, is the ultimate forum for fans. And I think the internet's biggest benefit to society is the ability to allow anybody from anywhere to connect with anybody from anywhere for any reason or any topic. The ultimate forum for fans. I like that. That was Nick you just heard, our Wall Street Bets math man. We haven't heard from him for a couple of episodes. And what he just said has made me think. Over the last three episodes, I've been truffling around in the Reddit metaverse, and I've seen how what might on the face of it seem like innocent fandom can topple over into something more pernicious, like with the fappening enthusiasts. We see them on our on these huge movie screens jumping across a bridge. And it's like, these people aren't real. Like, I think we forget that they're really people behind these characters that they play. And how sometimes an obsession with what's right can put you in the firing line. All it takes for evil to flourish is for good men to do nothing. But where are the corners of Reddit where drama and bigotry haven't started to nibble away at the edges? What about the ultimately wholesome and good and odd. In this episode, we're kicking drama to the curb. Shock. And meeting the fan, the kook. Digging into the wonderfully frisky and stranger nooks of the site. And giving some time to the unpopular thought that there is good out there. Lots of it. I think I would feel crazy if I didn't have these online people that share my experiences. Because as much as that's less of a sexy headline, there's some beautiful, deliciously madcap stuff on Reddit. And I want to snuffle it out. I'm Katie Puckrick, and this is .com Reddit Land, Episode 4, The Mandela Effect. I think it's absolutely the most wonderful thing about the internet and I think it's very easy to forget that because what makes the news and what makes the headlines of course is the negative and damaging um, aspects of the internet for good reason but it's very easy to forget that fundamentally what this does is allow us to communicate with anybody across the world 
You guys remember Amelia, Amelia Tate, the journalist from London. I'm pretty much fascinated by, not to be impolite to the people that have uh, featured in my articles, but anything a little bit weird and strange and the way that we use the internet to form these communities that might actually be quite difficult to form in real life. As you can tell, Amelia's convinced there's a kinder side to Reddit, like in a more profound way, not just surface level. But I kind of remember growing up and just being like, is this weird about me? Is this strange? Is this normal? For a long time, there actually was a website called Am I Normal, I think, where people would vote on whether, you know, I pick my nose, am I normal? And I just think that is the most wonderful thing about the internet. Like, we can go through life so alone, uh, even surrounded by people alone on certain aspects, the intimacies of our thoughts. And now there's a space where you can literally find anybody. And I actually tried to do a piece a few years back where I looked for the most niche subculture on the internet. Is anyone alone on the internet? I tried to find the thing that nobody had replied to or responded to, to the point where, you know, I was talking to Crazy Fog fans or people that ate mustard and peanut butter together. Just like people who had these very specific weird behaviours and everyone could find somebody else on the internet that got it. And uh, not to get too sentimental or to put too much stock in mustard and peanut butter, I really think that's beautiful. Because this is Amelia's thing. Quieter, more introverted nooks of the web that warm the cockles of our cold, cold hearts. And she's written whole heaps of stories of this ilk. Like this one. The sandwich order that brought two strangers together, where two 20-somethings, some 300 miles apart, came together over a post made on the subreddit Anxiety. Or this one, about the subreddit Forgotten Film. Oh yeah, classic. Where nearly 15,000 strangers bond over their love of finding and developing old rolls of film. And once you start seeing them, you can't stop. Fabulous oddities. I mean, there's bread stapled to trees, eating oranges in the shower, liking to watch women swallow marbles, and then, like, there's videos of their bellies. And uplifting stories of genuine human concern, like on the sub, relationship advice. And the strangers on Reddit gave her the kind of power or confidence to break up with him. And legal advice. And the top comment, and this is kind of like Reddit history, is from somebody who's just saying, uh, by the way, Do you have a carbon monoxide alarm in your apartment? One of Amelia's absolute favorites is this sub called the Mandela Effect. So the Mandela Effect is a name for this phenomenon in which multiple people share a false memory, so named because uh, an abundance of people apparently have a memory of uh, Nelson Mandela dying in prison. So all of these people have this shared memory. They think it happened. They go to look it up. It didn't happen. That's not how something went down. And it really varies from something as as big as that to, oh, I I remember that this logo was different. One kind of strange one is that people remember the Disney ident at the start of every Disney movie. They remember Tinkerbell flying over the castle and uh, dotting the eye with her wand. Now, if I say that to you, that might come into your head as like, yeah, that sounds about right, because it's familiar enough and it's got enough aspects of what we remember. But of course, it didn't happen. Okay, neato a sub dedicated to false memories. Pretty cool, psychologically interesting. But then, Amelia goes on. Now, there are certain people among us who might Google, oh, I thought it was spelled this way and it was actually spelled this way, and and, uh, go away with that information and realize that um, the human mind is an incredibly fallible thing and human memory is incredibly unreliable. 
And then there are some people who would decide that they're not wrong and actually that there's some giant conspiracy. We live in a simulation or the government is changing things to mess with our minds. And those wonderful and varied experiences are what you can find on the Mandela Effect subreddit. Haha, bingo. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what all is going to be in this. This is River. He's one of the only Redditors we speak to who actually has his camera switched on. It's nice to see you too. He's got shoulder-length hair, and he's sitting in what looks like his kitchen. There's a window behind him through which we can see the city of Florence, Alabama, which is where he lives. He's the youngest Redditor we've met so far. Yes, I will be 23 um, about a week. Yeah, a week out. Well, when the episode airs, I will have been 23 for about a week. So he's a stickler for precision. In fact, he's a... Storm spotter for the National Weather Service, so I do a lot of work relating to the weather. But his big love, you got it. Read it. He hasn't been on the site that long, maybe two years, but in that time, he's found a home. So if you are listening to this interview and you have come here specifically from Reddit, if you ever looked at the Mandela Effect Reddit, I'm one of the moderators there. Did you get that? The Mandela Effect. River loves it. In fact, he loves it so much whenever the conversation steers away from the sub and onto his life outside the sub, like his job, he insists we get back on track. It's complicated, but I'd rather talk about the Mandela Effect, so... The Mandela Effect is actually the only sub he mods. He does follow a sub about a TV show he really loves. So Live TV was um, an American television show that followed police officers live across the country. But the Mandela Effect is his raison d'etre. Ever since he was little, River noticed things. Weird stuff. Objects out of place. Spellings that changed day by day. Did you ever watch that animated TV series, The Berenstain Bears? Somewhere deep in bear country lives the Berenstain Bear family. That one, uncanny resemblance, I know. Berenstain, stain, spelled S-T-A-I-N, which is news to me because I thought it was Steen, and it turns out River, who used to watch it as a kid, always saw it as Berenstain too, S-T-E-I-N. And then one day, years later, he flicks on the television and he's like, what? And I'm like, what? Just talking about it right now. There's an A? You know, at that time, like, I just dismissed it. You know, I, I didn't really think much of it. I knew that, that it was an A now. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is supposed to be an E. Maybe, you know, they changed the title for some reason. And then something else happens. When he was at elementary school... River had a teacher whose name was... Miss Friend. Now, Miss Friend, River tells us, was a teacher's assistant. He liked her. They knew each other. At the end of the school year, the whole school would get together and, click, have their photos snapped for the yearbook. Now, for several years, River flicks through these yearbooks, looking at the pictures. There he is, and there, a few rows over, is Miss Friend. But one day... She disappeared. You could not find her anywhere. You know, she was, you know, gone from all our personal pictures, you know, that my family had taken throughout my time in elementary school. So Miss Friend's gone. Snap. Just like that. And then one day, she reappears. 
And of course, that one changed a couple times because for a while she was completely gone, then new, a different position. This flicking back and forth, that's got a special term in the community, River explains. It's called a flip-flop. When what you're seeing flip-flops back and forth between two different realities. These ain't the only flip-flops River mentions. He's kept track of every single instance of the Mandela effect on his emails and now has over 350 entries. The Flintstones going to the Flintstones with only one Fruit Loops, whether it's F-R-O-O-T Loops or F-R-U-I-T Loops. Of course, the Apollo 13 movie is a big one with the specific line in the movie. Houston, we have a problem. Of course, in the official audio that the movie is based upon, it still says, Ah, Houston, we've had a problem. So many people remember Kit Kat as having a dash between the Kit and the Cat. The biggest one of those is the location of New Zealand because um, I am one of the people that has the memory that New Zealand was northeast of Australia instead of southeast of Australia. So when he discovered the Mandela Effect subreddit a couple of years ago, voila, he's found his people. I am convinced that it is not false memories because this has happened too many times. But I will say I've been a a very observant person pretty much my whole life. So before you say I'm not observant, I'm very observant. Okay, so if it's not false memories, then what? That's something that I am continuing to look at the possibilities. But my two best yeses this whole time have either been parallel universes or time travel. Huh? And I know that either of those concepts seem like really hard to believe. But if you think about it, if, you know, we have this timeline, why can't there be other parallel universes running alongside it? And if time is wavy, maybe sometimes they bump and a couple things shift at the time that the, the universes bump into each other. And of course, if it's time travel, then who knows? Maybe somebody can easily go back in time. And, uh, you know, when they do that, it alters what reality says now. Okay, first things first. What are these other theories he's dismissed? One of the most popular ones, apparently, is that we all live in a simulation. Okay. The reason I have a hard time believing the simulation theory is just all the unique thoughts that we have, because I would think, like, if we were in a simulation that was programmed, like, we wouldn't all have the unique thoughts. Like, there'd only be, like, so many possibilities for things we could come up with, like, similar to SimCity. This dude's speaking my language. Think about, like, the game of SimCity or the game City Skylines compared to reality. Like, there's only so much that they can fit in the game compared to what's possible in reality. And I would think if it's a simulation, we'd be much more limited in what we have. What the heck? One minute I'm sitting here thinking about how cool and interesting the brain is, and now I'm being told there might be other me's, and a different universe where Mr. Berenstein's last name is spelled with an A, and River had just hopped over into it for a second. Yikes. But River's not fully convinced, not yet. Remember, he said he's continuing continuing to to look look at at the possibilities. possibilities. So what I want to know is, what's holding him back from becoming a full-on parallel universe convert? So if there are parallel universes, does that mean there is more than one me? But if there's more than one me, that gives me so many more questions. 
And so I have to go down the wormhole thinking about that if it's parallel universes. Now, if it's time travel, then I have a question. Okay, how come I remember some of this stuff and yet a lot of people's memories of what it was are just erased? Now, I'm not quite ready to fully commit to this new worldview where Time Lords are pulling the strings and other Katie Puckericks are running around with access to luxurious petting zoos and nonstop desserts and Willy Wonka chocolate factories at all hours of the day because that is not happening in this universe to the degree that I require. And according to River, I'm not alone. They get a lot of backlash. People come to the sub in their droves to tell them that they're wrong and call them a bunch of crazies. People tell us that every day. Which I find kind of sad. And how would River feel if at some point in the future, a scientist jumps up and shouts, Eureka, it's true. Parallel universes, they exist. Well, I think I'd feel better, honestly. You know, as somebody who has experienced the Mandela effect so many times, you know, I feel like I would have a sense of peace at first because I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not crazy. You know, all this really did happen. I'm hoping that we will have an answer to that within my lifetime. I really hope we will. Studies have unanimously shown the ways our memory and impression of reality is heavily impacted by external factors and the people around us. Memory conformity, it's called. That's a more compelling explanation, to me at least. But honestly, I don't really care. River's great. He's odd and he's passionate and he's funny. Reddit's given him his people, 230,000 of them. And they're harmless, a total nerd niche just doing their thing, not plotting against anyone or saying bad things about people, just talking. Here's Amelia again. Yeah, it's interesting. When I interviewed people for that article, they were keen to stress, you know, I had these memories before I even looked on the internet. I wrote down everything I remembered before I even posted on the forum. So I knew that it was pure and not disturbed by what other people said and not influenced. And I think to a certain extent, there's a truth in that. And then I think to another extent, we can't help but be influenced by what other people are saying. And again, if we're visiting a space day after day, um, it might become kind of more compelling to us and more important to us and more false memories might form but then I think like not to get too philosophical like there's just a wider issue there around like what truth is and the way that we archive things on the internet I have memories that I know are real but I can't find existence of you know a product or a film on the internet and there's an entire website for lost media where people say I remember this episode of this show can someone help me find it and in some instances they can help them find it and in other instances they absolutely can't so there's almost a wider story there about like we can't just assume that if something's on the internet it's true so there we go a cute and curious display of our relationship with truth and the internet and the way those two things come crashing together it's time for a quick break and after that we've got our wall street bets math man nick back on the phone to help me understand the Reddit lingo and how it weaves these communities even tighter together. Clue, it's all in the meme. Your daily reality is the fact that at any moment when the guard comes along, he might just pull out his gun and shoot you in the back of the head. Imagine boarding a flight thinking you're heading on holiday. 
but instead you get taken hostage by Saddam Hussein. All the tanks are in rows and they're all pointing their guns at us at the hotel. And I, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Imagine being used as a human shield, put in the line of fire. We're in. Hello, it's Tom here, part of the dot-com team. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Always fresh, never frozen, each meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. I'm a flexitarian, so with a weekly menu of 35 options, there's plenty for me to choose from. Last night, I had the Moroccan-style almond-crusted salmon, and it was delicious. If you want more than meals, there's over 60 add-ons like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and smoothies to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. And if you're looking for gourmet options, you can try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini and asparagus. Customise your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. You can always pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash thehacking50 and use code thehacking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code thehacking50 at factormeals.com slash thehacking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In trouble, we are under attack. Do not leave where you are. That man has been shot. He has been shot. My God. Listen to the secret history of Flight 149 to hear the shocking story behind one of the biggest cover-ups in modern history. We know the truth. We know what actually happened. I was there. Subscribe now. Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. You're listening to .com Reddit land. Welcome back. We're looking at Reddit as the home for the wholesome, the cork patrol, the ultimate fanatic. And meeting River, what a brilliant character. And there's something really uplifting about the sense of belonging he's found in the digital realm. 
Because in a weird way, River belongs more online than he does off. Like, who's going to give someone they've just passed in a shop or sitting on a bench in a park the time of day if they start spouting off about parallel universes? You'd probably think they were in cuckoo land. Start making an escape plan. But there's something about the pixelated world that means River kind of makes sense. Reddit's mission is to bring community and belonging to everyone in the world. That's Steve Huffman, Reddit CEO, talking at the GameStop hearing. Community and belonging to everyone in the world. I can see that. I can see how the wholesome sides of Reddit can nurture the soul, gently feed us post by post. Photo of bread stapled to tree by photo of bread stapled to tree. Shared false memory by shared false memory. Separate from this world of breaking news and biblical-style wars. It's just nice. When we were talking with Jefferson, our Star Trek gifts guy from a few episodes ago, about his moderation work on the sub-Black Fathers, we were talking about this. The wholesome sides to Reddit. And he was telling us about the role the mod plays in cultivating that sense of belonging. The mod is where it's at, he says. If the mod wants the sub to be nice, it'll be nice. It was something that I was able to create and guide and raise. I can shape this in this positive way so that the users who visit here, subscribe here, feel like they can, that is one of their favorite places to go to. This will be a positive place where users feel welcome and not a place where users don't feel like they're a valued part of that community. We don't want users who visit there to ever feel like that. Cute. So I'm thinking about this word belonging, this idea of the wholesome and the things that facilitate that vibe on the site. And here's the thing. Just like I found in series one about Wikipedia, Reddit's more than just a digital tool. It's an organism in and of itself that, over the years, has developed its own vernacular, a language. Like, I can't count the number of times people have said drama to me, as if there's a capital D at the start of it. As in, oh yeah, dude, that day was so drama. And there's one type of lingo in particular I haven't looked at, and it's possibly the wholesomest of them all, the meme. I started using Reddit myself just to kind of go to different communities that I appreciated. A TV show that I was watching, a video game that I was playing. Uh, Reddit really had a community that was catered towards my interests. This is Nick. Remember him? Nick's the middle school math teacher we met back in the GameStop episode. The one who gave me the inside scoop on Wall Street bets. Celebrating people losing money was the most absurd and the most ridiculous. But he's also Mr. Wholesome. He didn't want to talk about the sad or bad sides of Reddit because, kind of like Rob with the mod stress, he's had enough of all that. He likes the nutritious stuff, the sides of Reddit that pump you up rather than rip you to shreds. I think the Internet's biggest benefit to society is the ability to allow anybody from anywhere to connect with anybody from anywhere for any reason or any topic. To me, I mostly used it growing up you know, as, as entertainment, as I think most people do. Uh, use the internet. I think now people are realizing just how many ways we can use the internet to be productive and actually develop, you know, thoughts and and build, you know, actual communities. Nick's 23, and he represents the predominant demographic on Reddit, young Americans. 44% of users are between 18 and 29, and more than half of all users are from the U.S. 
And one of the ways he introduces himself when we speak is... I'm Nick N, and I grew up in the internet. And get this. Growing up in the internet to me was just like growing up. It's what all my friends did. You know, I was there in middle school when YouTube started becoming a thing. You know, when I first started using the internet. You know, throughout high school, I transitioned to Reddit. You know, it was just kind of a scavenger hunt. It was a treasure hunt. You know, people discovering small little gems hidden throughout the internet and sharing them with each other. And he says that Reddit is the single best place to do this digging, to be an addict of curiosity. Because, and if you were listening closely at the beginning, you'll have heard him say it, Reddit is the ultimate forum for fans. So he's joining Amelia in the pro-Reddit crowd. Yeah, there's crud, sure, but don't ignore the gold dust and diamonds amongst the dirt. And a lot of that gold dust comes in the form of memes. Memes. They're everywhere on this site. I'm on the front page right now, and there's photos, videos, GIFs, all over. Memes are like an inside joke, a cultural wink, which to me really characterizes what Reddit is about. But Nick figures there's more to it. The definition of a meme has always been very open. Um, Some people say memes were only invented as part of the internet. Um, They would only be possible through the internet, but I really think that memes themselves are something that have existed for a long time in humanity. I mean, the, the term meme was first used by, by Richard Dawkins back in the 1970s to describe a way that cultural information spreads between people as a kind of analogy to genes being a way for genetic information to, to spread. That's interesting. Memes to me are just an idea of culture that we all believe in ways of speaking, new vocabulary, or even ways of dressing, or or books such as the Bible, or great structures such as the Great Pyramids. I would all consider those memes because it's all just one person or a group of people's attempt of sharing their culture with the rest of the world. And I think that, you know, currency is, to me, maybe the ultimate meme uh, because it is something that is inherently valueless that we've all assigned value to, and we've been able to do incredible things with that belief. Wow. So Nick is Mr. Meme. He's got a magazine called Meme Insider and helps set up the sub Meme Economy. It's like a crazy member-run Wall Street where you buy, sell, and invest in memes. Meta. And in 2016, when the rest of the world's eyes were on the White House, Nick co-created Wholesome Memes. Pretty self-explanatory. The internet was, and Reddit specifically, was completely dominated with news of the U.S. presidential elections. Um, and that had kind of seeped into this kind of negative mood that everybody was in, talking about you know, anything from YouTube drama to you know, attacking individuals, their personalities. And it had just become a place that I wasn't really comfortable with spending my time on. Uh, we kind of had the idea to, you know, create wholesome memes uh, as this kind of safe haven. We said, hey, you know, there's no negativity around here. We're just going to provide a place where we post memes as a way for people to kind of take a break from the reality of it all. And that proved to be a really popular concept. We just celebrated 10 million subscribers a couple of weeks ago. The word on the street is that Steve Huffman, Reddit's co-founder, says that Wholesome Memes is one of his favorite subs. Have you heard this? I have heard this, and I'm I'm very proud to hear it. I've met Steve a couple of times. I'm really proud to kind of see, 
you know, the propagation of this kind of idea, not just on Reddit, but, you know, in other platforms as well. And I think that, you know, the fact that it has become so mainstream really kind of gives us a good argument against the biggest criticism of wholesome memes, which is we aren't as cynical or nihilistic as the rest of Reddit because we just don't allow that kind of you know, negativity. You know, some people may call that censorship, but to me, I call that just creating a space where people are comfortable. What corners of Reddit are places where you've found the greatest sense of belonging? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that to me, I've really identified a lot with wholesome memes just because it was something that I was with from the start. Um, and it was a place that I really helped to grow. But I think the beauty of Reddit is not that there's one subreddit that has accepted me. It's that I can go to any subreddit. I can go to any community that I'm interested in. You know, if I purchase a, a flight simulator, I can go to the flight simulator community and they'll welcome me even if I don't know anything. We move on to talk about some of the more bizarre niches, like the does-what-it-says-on-the-can, bread stapled to trees, or the sub... Pencil music. Which is just videos of people tapping pencils to music. And I'll tell you what, doesn't sound that great, but it is kind of entertaining. Anyway, so we're talking about these. When I start to wonder if there's a particular kind of person or maybe there's a character trait that people possess that makes them drawn to this kind of humor, um, a kind of person who wants to participate in these kind of inconsequential, silly stunts. I think that maybe a few years ago, that the answer would be different than it is now. But I think that now, Reddit and the internet has become so much more mainstream that, you know, this isn't something that, you know, is just for people who are socially isolated and kind of crave that human interaction. I think this is just something now that anybody, you know, can really be involved with. You can create something as absurdist as you want on Reddit, and perhaps Reddit responds well to that absurdism. Nick's giving me an insight into a generation and a style of humor that I'm just not a part of at all. It's ruled by absurdism, a boxing match between who can be the most ridiculous. And actually, it's become such an obviously popular way to communicate that now brands are jumping on board, like... Did you see the Pringles ad that came out a few years ago where Rick and Morty are stuck in a Pringles matrix? It connects more with Gen Z, where people are, you know, they don't take anything too seriously. They don't take the internet too seriously. And when they see brands trying to do that, it really turns them off. You know, that just kind of shows the the power of the generational gap between kind of the people who grew up without the internet and the people who grew up with the internet, who know that nothing is permanent, that everything is temporary, and that absurdist humor is ultimately one of the most effective ways of conveying, you know, information or culture. Whoa. This idea that everything is temporary, nothing is permanent, that's pretty interesting. Because as entertaining as it is when irony's king and everything's for the lols, I'm just wondering if there's a cost to that. Because obviously there are toxic individuals across the internet, such as the white supremacists, who cover their tracks by pretending, oh, that really inflammatory thing I just wrote, that was just a joke and you're a big old dummy for taking it seriously. So I'm just wondering if Nick thinks there's a place on Reddit where jokes can go too far. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you've kind of stumbled upon one of the inherent flaws of Reddit and one of the inherent flaws of the internet, and that's the negative minority, kind of the loud minority, that gets the most attention. It gets the most, you know, people interested. Nobody cares about people who go on the Apple subreddit to talk about the new chip in an upcoming, you know, rumored version of their phones or computers. Nobody cares about those people, you know, the 
people who just go to Reddit to communicate. People, you know, talk about the people on Reddit who are actively out there to create harm and to create, you know, real world social change, you know, in ways that may be harmful, ultimately. And that's what's amazing about places like Wholesome Memes and the Mandela Effect and people like River. They're not making any sexy headlines, but heavens to Betsy, are they ever needed. I guess it's concerning that we're becoming more and more reliant on the digital for connection and well-being because a lot of times well-being and the digital world are diametrically opposed. But there's no getting around the fact that sometimes the internet is the only place when you can find freaks like you. You know, you can plant your freak flag and others will come and set up their tents around it. And it seems counterintuitive, but sometimes the antidote to total isolation is to be sitting in isolation in front of your keyboard, joined together in common cause with hundreds or thousands of other people who are delicious kookaloos like you. Let's hear one last time from River. It feels so great that there are over 200,000 people on there that share the same experiences or similar experiences to what I have. I really don't want to think about how I'd feel if I didn't have these online people that share my experiences because that is really validating that I'm not like having hallucinations, you know? Next time on .com. What this guy is saying is a lot of gaslighting, just a lot of blowing smoke. It's an excuse to claim that, well, we didn't know this was happening. We're diving back into the darkness and looking at how that lingo of memes led to the most shocking election of all time. We had a guy who literally spent two hours one day telling me how the Holocaust was all BS. And how the alt-right took over Reddit. .com is a Crowd Network original and is presented by me, Katie Puckrick. It's written and produced by Anna Stauffenberg and is edited by Crawford Blair. The music we use is from our partner's BMG Production Music. You can now subscribe to the Crowd Stories channel on Apple Podcasts to get ad-free versions of the show. Woohoo! And others like Murder in House 2. And my own history podcast, We Didn't Start the Fire. So if you're a total documentary and history nut, you know where to go. And if you want another crowd podcast to listen to right now, I've got one I think you'll like. It's brand new, and it's called The Secret History of Flight 149. Imagine boarding a flight thinking you're going on holiday, but instead you get taken hostage by Saddam Hussein. It might sound far-fetched, but in August 1990, this really happened to the passengers and crew of British Airway Flight 149. What followed has been dubbed the most shocking government cover-up of the last 30 years. Just search for The Secret History of Flight 149 and hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. 
Have you ever wondered about those people in life who don't play by the rules? We have a name for these people. We call them cheats. He is a con man and he is a cheat. We marvel at their rise and then we take a weird pleasure in their fall. I have let my country down and let myself down. I'm Alzo Slade. In this series, we're going to dig underneath the surface to meet the cheats. And we're going to ask ourselves, are cheats actually not so different from you and me? Cheat from something else. Listen now wherever you get your podcast. In a country run by billionaires and triads, one gangster decides to go it alone. To have a guy like that with bombs and AK-47s and putting billionaires' sons in boxes is, is scary. And his actions provoke a geopolitical crisis that leaves Hong Kong in pieces. From Kindling Media and Vespucci, this is Bad Money. Season 1, Big Spender. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.